Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Hello, Calm Parents. Welcome back to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, and I'm your host, Dr. Cam. And today I am joined by Keisha Montfleury. And Keisha is a hello, Keisha is a confidence coach for girls. And I love your story so much, and I can't wait to dig in. But just to read your bio real quick, with 16 years of successful experience and a strong commitment to serving disadvantaged youth and adults. Keisha was made it has made it her life's mission to plant the seeds of encouragement into our youth, which is fantastic, so that they are equipped to make wise, sound decisions. Keisha is so passionate about serving our youth that she started her own company called Handiwork LLC, whose purpose is to specifically design is is to wait whose purpose is to specifically design to provide resources for our girls that supports them in having a healthy confidence so they will not give in to negative behavior. Oh my gosh, we need this so badly, especially right now. Welcome, Keisha. Thank you for joining me this morning. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I love having conversations with others who are passionate about our teens and our youth. So I'm here for it. This is great. So you specifically help teens with and girls you specifically help with girls with confidence so tell us a little bit first of all like how did you get into that yeah so okay so you read the bio and having i have my um degree in um child human development um and then i have over now 17 um years of experience working with our youth um and specifically i thought i wanted to be a preschool teacher so actually a teacher a teacher elementary school teacher. Then I went, um, as I was getting my degree, the child development aspect of it really opened my eyes and the social emotional development of our youth became my passion. So I knew that I wanted to work with kids. It just had to be in a different type of format. And that's when I found my niche in after school programs where we're able to give them outlets. We're still able to teach. We're still able to do things in a way um, where we can work on their social emotional development and just um, support the teachers and the parents in their lives with the things and the um, you know field trips and things that we had going on in the program. So that is my is always going to be my heart is always mm. going to be my passion. Yes. So you cut that with my my personal life. Um, I got out of an unhealthy marriage, and when I was able to step out of that. Instead of blaming, you know, my ex-husband, I looked within myself and I'm like, what made me get into a relationship like this anyway? You know, so then I started to do the work within myself. And as I was starting to do the work, I have three kids of my own and working with kids. I'm like, oh my gosh, what if we gave our kids the tools to be able to care for themselves in a healthy way? So as they're getting older, they're able to make sound decisions. So it's kind of like a preventative measure. That's how, that's what I think of for myself. Preventative, let's get these, um, give them the tools, give them the strategies to be able to um, 
to develop these skills so that they're able to make sound decisions in relationships. And when I say relationships, I'm talking about yourself, mm -hmm. parent-child relationships, friendships, and ultimately, you know, romantic relationships. So that's how I got started. This is so great. And I think what, what is so amazing about this too is the social emotional aspect. So many adults don't have this. And I think a lot of times we just think it suddenly appears and it's something that has to be taught. But where do we learn it? Like it's not in our, it's not necessarily built into our academic programs. A lot of parents never learn these skills. So they not only don't have them themselves, they don't know how to teach them. So we keep yeah. passing on these traits where kids don't, adults, we're, we're raising adults that don't have these basic skills. <laughs> these skills are critical for success and happiness, right? Yes. So that you do this. So talk to us a little bit about how you do this and what yeah. we as parents can start teaching our kids. Yeah. So, okay. Um, like you said earlier, I, I work with our young girls, right? Um, but everything that I say and everything that I do can go for anybody, boy, girl, man, woman, like we all want to be able to have a healthy confidence. And like you said, the social emotional um, development of ourselves, you know, my specific um, purpose, I believe, is with our young girls. Um, but this can go for anybody. So um, we believe that there's five keys to a healthy confidence. Um, so based off of those five keys, everything that we do is going to be able to allow our girls the opportunity to be able to practice those skills. So one of um, key number one is beautiful. And we're not talking about beautiful, what the world standard says beautiful is. When I pulled up the meaning of beautiful, some of the synonyms included elegant. It included um, words that were not physical. So when I'm talking about beautiful, I do workshops on that specific topic. I talk to the girls specifically about that. And we talk about purpose. We talk about what is your purpose on this earth? Like you are here for a reason. Because that's one of the things that I realized that a lot of people feel um, like they are, they don't have anything to offer the world. And that's when you get depressed. Mm -hmm. That's when, you know, suicidal things happen because you feel like you don't have anything to offer, right? Um, where no one cares, but no, like we care about you. You are here for a specific reason. And what I tell the girls um, specifically, especially my little ones, is that we want to start thinking about it like this. We all have gifts, skills, and talents. So we all have things that we're really good at. We all have things that we're able to um, show each other, show other people. And we all have things that we just are passionate about. One of mine is like, a, you know, when I, um, talking to our young, our youth, the social emotional development, I love to read, I love to write. I was able to write a couple books that encourages our young girls. So um, you wanna um, have a, uh, have a way that your team is able to tap into the gifts, skills, and the talents that they have. If they love to draw, you know, provide an opportunity, get them a sketchbook. If they love to write, get them a journal, get them a, uh, they even have little books with, um, with chapters and stuff that they can start writing. They can type it out, whatever, but allow them that outlet to be able to do what they are gifted at. Um, so that's key number one. Okay. Key number is ooh la la. 
and that one. <laughs> yeah, every every time I say that, either people laugh or they're like, "What? Tell me more! Tell me more!" So, um, key number two is taking care of our shells. So, I want people when they look at you, when we're walking in our purpose, when we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, you not only are you taking care of your outside being, but you look different. You shine differently mm. because you're confident in a different way because you're walking in your purpose. So that's why I want, I, I was tell the girls, I want when people to look at you to be, they look at you and they say, ooh, la, la, look at that girl, you know? So um, that is taking care of Rochelle. And yeah, we're not going to get conceited. We're not going to start um, um, worrying about the way that we look, but we do want to care for the way that we look. So that is doing basic things like uh, personal care, hygiene, you know, putting on deodorant, taking care of um, um, putting on lotion, hydrating our skin, taking showers and baths, especially for the middle school girls because their kind, their bodies are changing and they don't know really what's going on. So you want to provide that opportunity for them to be able to know these things um, and they're able to ask you questions and they're able to at least have the foundation of caring for herself. And then I just challenge them, you know, go a bit more like, what are some of the things, what's your fashion style? What are some things that you like? Maybe do your hair a little differently, you know, polish your nails, whatever. It's going to look different for you than it's going to look different for me, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so that was key number two, ooh la la. Key number three is journey, which is broken up into two parts. It is exercising our bodies. That's very important. And when we think about that, we don't have to go to a gym or anything like that. Um, we can, especially nowadays, you know, um, you can pull up YouTube, pull up a video, uh, aerobic video, um, kickboxing video. You can do so many things. Make sure that you're, you know, outside playing. You can play basketball with your friends. You can go roller skating, go bike riding, go take a walk with your family. There's so many things that we can be doing just to make sure that we're staying active. And then the second part of that is having the desire to travel. Maybe some of my girls might not want to travel the world, but travel outside of your norm. Even within your own city, your own state, we all have monuments. We all have different places that we're able to go. And just be able to expose yourself to different ideas, different people, different foods, different languages. I believe that when you do that, your perspective opens up and you yourself, remember we're talking about healthy confidence, become a healthy, confident girl because you're aware of the world mm -hmm. around. Yeah. So, and then key number four is nourish, which is being mindful with the things that we're putting inside of our bodies and being the kind of friends that we want in our lives, right? So um, uh, one of the things that you're able to do that is I tell the girls, we need to have boundaries. We need to have standards. We need to capture red flags and stop making excuses for people. Mm. And the way to do that is make sure that you're that person. You don't want to go out there. Oh, you can't, you can't tell me that. You can't do that. I don't like liars, whatever. Are you that person? You know, <laughs> so we want to definitely make sure that we are living out what we say that we want in our mm -hmm. lives. Yes. And then last but not least, key number five is investment. And a lot of people think that I'm talking about money, which yes, a part of it is being mindful with how we spend our money, just giving them tips and starting them, um, starting to get for them to get the idea that whatever money you do have, maybe um, you want to 
create a system. You want to save some, you want to, um, you know, um, budget some of it. You want to maybe give some of it to a, um, a, a worthy cause of your choice, you know, so just get them the habit of doing that. So as they get older and they get a job, it's not new to them and what budgeting and all that looks like. The other part of investing is doing things like what we're doing right now, um, going to workshops, doing all, you know, personal growth development. Mm -hmm. I think that something um, key that you said is that adults don't even know how to, you know, um, are not mature in that social emotional space. So as you get older, you don't know, you just don't know what you don't know. But one right. thing that you have to realize is that personal development is very important and taking workshops, taking, you know, doing different things and allowing them to be able to do that, that provides them a space to start recognizing that personal development is super important, you know, in their lives, you know? So yeah, those are the five keys and that is how we get the word out there, you know? <laughs> That's fantastic. And I think especially now, so many kids, I mean, we go all the way back to the purpose mm -hmm. and, you know, particularly now when there's kids that are just feeling trapped right now, because <laughs> this, this has been going on way too, in their mind, it's been going on their whole life, right? It's just been going on forever. <laughs> and so a lot of them wake up every day with zero purpose because it's the same day every day. And it's not a fun day. It's like the same terrible sucky day every day. So how do we help our kids find a purpose when life feels very just yeah. robotic and, and yeah, the same? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, well, we have to recognize that um, I never thought in my lifetime that I would be going through a pandemic. I, always <laughs> I don't thought, think we, any of us did. <laughs> I thought that was back in the day or way ahead in the future. I don't know. I just never thought that so have given your child um the space your team the space to be able to have those conversations because a lot of what a lot of them think that oh you're an adult you know whatever you've been through whatever but no you know i talk to my um my teen girls all the time and i tell them like this is the first i'm trying to figure this out just like you you know so yes it can be very challenging but allowing an opportunity for um, you to be able to connect with your teen um, is a very important. And one of the ways that I love to share with um, our families to be able to do that is to have one-on-ones with their children. I think that's very important. And I have three, so I know how you know crazy it can be. But just little tips like um, allowing them to be able to speak with you on a one-on-one -on -one, um, level, it does a, a couple things. It lets them know that they are valued, that they're an important piece of your life. Um, it lets them know that you are making the time to be, um, speak with them. Like you're actually making the time to go out of your way to speak to them about their needs. That's very important. Once they get that mindset, you have a different person on your hands because then they go from, oh, they don't care what I think, what I say, it doesn't matter anyway. To like, whoa, you want to hear what I have to say about, you know, certain things? You want to hear what I think about this? Just provide, when you're doing the one-on-ones, provide that space to just, for them to just be able to talk to you mm -hmm. and see what's going on. Um, instead of just assuming, we want to hear from them, right? So then when you're able to hear from them, you're able to um, build solutions 
Um, you're able to, and sometimes you don't even need that. Maybe they just need to like get it out. And you would, you would, I know I personally would rather them talk to me and get it out with me than to be online or to right. be you know, getting it out in other, like we were saying, unhealthy ways. Cause that will happen if she feels trapped or if she doesn't feel valued or she doesn't feel like her voice matters. So yeah. definitely making the time to have one-on-one -on -one with their children. And um, like I said, it just, if, if you have multiple children, I think that's kind of like a bonus because it's like they're, you making the time to make sure that they, you guys are spending time together. And even in the one-on-ones, you're not going to be grilling them or anything. You're just providing a space to be able to talk about some of the things that are concerning them, some of the things that, you know, are worrying them because a lot of them are worried about, you know, a lot of things mm. that's going on. So just having one-on-ones and being able to communicate um, in that way with, with her, you know, that's very important. That is so key in what you were saying too. It's not about us going in and fixing it for them. Yeah. It's us listening. <laughs> and a lot of parents say, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to help. And I go, good, then don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's better because they don't want you. And a lot of times kids won't tell their parents some of the deeper stuff because they're worried that either their parents are going to overreact, which yeah. we often do, or they're worried that they're going to try to fix it. And they don't want us to fix it. They just want us to listen. Or they're worried about piling on. Like so many kids I talk to are worried about their parents' mental health. They're worried about burdening their parents. And so they don't want to add more. And I think it's really important when we just listen and accept, then they don't feel like we're, they're a burden um, yeah. and they're more comfortable sharing with us. So I think it's really that, that to me, what you said is so, so critically important. Um, what have you found too lately with, because I'm seeing a lot of kids that are struggling with their self-confidence. They always, it's always a challenge right now. It's even more so I've noticed. So what can parents do, you know, especially if they're, they're having trouble connecting with their kids, how can we start building their confidence? What are some small things we can start doing in there? Yeah. Well, I have to go back to the well, the one-on-ones and plus what you said is actually listening, actively listening to your child. Um, and even not, you maybe sometimes it just doesn't have to be like, okay, a specific one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I was having a conversation with my brother actually, and he was asking me the same thing. Um, and I was telling him, he's like, I've been listening. I've been consistent. Um, and I'm like, okay, you know, he's like, I have these expectations and he knows I have these expectations. So what's going on? Why isn't he listening? And I'm like, okay, have you taken the time? You have these expectations, right? Have you taken the time to ask him if he understands what those expectations are? Have you actually taken the time to be like, I want to hear from you. And I think that's a lot of where we can adjust our parenting is that we're so used to, especially the older generation, so used to, it's what I say, you know, when I say goes, you don't matter, you're a kid, get out of here, whatever. No. And then you get, you um, grow up into an adult and you're not used to using your voice in a healthy way because mm -hmm. you've been shunned all this time. Yeah. And that's why it's important to listen to them and to be able to actively listen to the things that they have going on. And like how you were saying, like, it could even be little things like, 
Um, one, I remember one specific girl, um, she was super shy. Mom was um, concerned because she was shy. She just wasn't speaking up. And when I was talking to her, I realized she did not feel like her voice mattered. I was mm -hmm. like, she feels like she doesn't have a space mm -hmm. to be able to use her voice so she doesn't use it at all. So um, the, a few of the little tips that I gave for her was when you guys, even for dinner, when you're, um, when you're preparing dinner, when you're thinking about um, what you're going to cook, <laughs> ask her, ask her, what would you like to, what would you like for dinner? You know, it might seem awkward to her at first because she's never been asked, but just continue the process. So ask her, you know, what would you like for dinner? What, you know, what are some ideas that you have? You may not be able to cook exactly what she wants, or you can plan for it. So that's mm -hmm. letting her know that, whoa, what I say do, you know, do matter. And I'm contributing to the household, you know? So um, ask her, you know, um, you know, what would she like? Have her, invite her in to be able to help you cook, maybe cut up some vegetables or, you know, different things like that. Um, Oh, something else just, um, oh, when you guys are out and about, if you guys, you know, a little family game night or different things like that. And I know it's so, it's, it's really tough because I even find myself like, oh, I got work to do, you know, um, mm -hmm. but planning out is very important because you will get sidetracked. So just allowing that space for um, them to be able to have their opinion, for them to be able to, um, to use their voice in that healthy way so that when it's time to talk about more serious things, then they feel comfortable with you because you've, you provided that space for them, you know? Yeah. So, so you're creating that relationship. And I think what you said too, is really important where, you know, the dad was like, but I'm doing it and he's not responding. Yeah. And it's, especially if it's been years where he's not yeah. comfortable with it, it's going to take time. So it's like, going slowly. And I, one way I was talking to one mom the other day and we were talking about like calm, calm, calm below. And the way we were realizing it is, you know, you're trying so hard to do the right thing, do the right thing, but in your mind, you are expecting it to them to change. So yeah. it almost becomes a way of manipulating and they're mm -hmm. not, if they're not responding the way you're planning on it, even though you're trying to be calm about it, but you're still expecting them to do something. And ultimately you get upset when they don't do it because the whole point was manipulation, not understanding. Yes. And so I think that's part of it too, is understanding. It's not about trying to force them and manipulate them into doing what you want. It's about understanding what they need, yes. motivate them to want the right thing, but also listening. Maybe what you want for them is not the best thing for them. And I think that's really hard for parents to let go yeah. of too. So this is phenomenal. How do people find you if they want to learn more about what you do and work with you? Yeah, definitely. So I am on Facebook and on Instagram at Confident Keisha. And it's not because I think I'm all that. Well, I am all that. But <laughs> uh, in a healthy way, healthy confidence, right? Um, but at Confident Keisha, it was just easier to, you know, confidence coach and mm -hmm. Keisha. Um, and then my name, you know, Keisha Montflurry is um, very challenging, but that is the website information, KeishaMontflurry.com. Um, but if you want to get to everything super easy, um, you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at Confident Keisha, and that'll take you to the websites and different programs that we have coming up um, monthly. We do our monthly five-day confidence challenges. 
Um, we have a new program, Elevate 2.0, where we focus on a specific topic. Um, we have our confidence kits. Um, we have so many things going on and we have um, our newsletters that'll show you, give you tips, give you tricks. Um, and um, I'm sorry. And you get a free news, you get a free mini ebook with that called Becoming Confident Tips and Tricks. So, um, so yeah, so we have different, the, the main way is Instagram or Facebook and it has the little um, links that you're able to go straight to where you need to go to. Perfect. And we have all those links and a link to your free ebook yeah. too. So people can download and check that out, which is really, really great. Any last parting words of wisdom that you would like to share with us? Yeah. Um, I would just like to leave you with three things that I always okay, tell perfect. people. Okay. So number one is that we will always need to be caring for, valuing, and investing in ourselves. One of the most important relationships you will have is the one you have with yourself. So we will always need to be caring for, valuing, and caring for ourselves. Key number two is that this will set you up for healthy relationships with yourself and for other people in your life. You'll capture red flags, and I call it red banners at this point, because mm. people know who they are, right? <laughs> You'll stop making excuses for people. You're gonna have standards and you're gonna have boundaries, not only for them, but you're gonna have them for yourself, okay? And then key number three is that all of it takes practice. You don't just wake up every morning talking about, how can I have a healthy confidence today? Like, no, all of this is gonna take practice. And it's very important that we give ourselves the grace, we give ourselves the time to be able to, um, to do it in, like we said, in a healthy way. So, um, so yeah, those are the three keys that I would like to leave you with. Those are so important. And I think very, very needed right now, because I know a lot of parents are really struggling with how to help their kids with their confidence. And so you've provided a wealth of information. And if anybody, oh right, if you guys found any of these were pearls of wisdom that Keisha has left with us, please like, comment, share with a friend or two that could use this information too, because I think this is something that we really, we're trying, Keisha and I are trying to spread this, this information in this word around as much as possible. So, you know, we want to help you to help us do that so people can have that information. Um, so thank you again. This was such a pleasure and we will continue to talk because I love what you do so yes. much. Yes, definitely. Thank you guys so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. And thank you, parents, for jumping on with us. We know you're super busy. So go back to your day and have a peaceful, positive, calm day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.